Welcome to the Messy Life Mighty Love Podcast. I am Abby, your host, storyteller, fellow Messy Life journeyer, and friend. I come to you today from the home I have made in this world and longing for my eternal home and sharing about all the messy in between. You are listening to episode 40, How Now Do We Live? In this episode, I will share from my heart about these days, these chaotic, tumultuous days, and what it means for me to walk with God in them. So listen in. These days, they feel heavy for me. Personal things are weighing on me, and I have felt like I am on the verge of losing hope or at least majorly losing perspective on who is upholding all things. And this world, oh, this world, it is messy in a kind of colossal way, it seems, where chaos is threatening and again, the temptation to forget who is in control is so very strong. As I have prayed through these days, God has been reminding me that he surely is upholding all things, sovereign over all. And the truth is either I believe this and put my word for this year, I mean all of my faith into this belief that God is sovereign, or I'm not doing that. Wavering in between only means that I am not truly believing the truth of God on his throne, high and lifted up, yet intimate as displayed through the exceedingly vulnerable God with us, coming of his Son. He holds all things in his hands and cares for every little need. These are not pretty platitudes. They are rock-solid truths. As I have continued to heal from my intense manic episodes due to bipolar disorder, which landed me twice in mental wards, I feel like God is bringing me full circle. I felt soon after these hospital times that embrace of God's arms of love, but struggled to believe he had always been holding me in his hands, even through those darkest times and never letting me go. And now I have sensed his nudging over the past year to leave the terror behind, that which I went through in feeling an absence of his presence, along with the lie that he is somehow not enough to defeat evil once and for all. This false narrative has been pulling me into doubt over and over, and it has been crippling. But no, in all of this, he has been ever holding me and the entire universe in his sovereign control. I must let go and trust or the life I long for will be cut off from me. So, friends, how now do we live with all this treacherous world is throwing at us? The only real thing I know to do is to cling hard and strong to truth, tucking myself tight and deep into who God is and who he is for me. And that truth is all over God's word. So for the remainder of this podcast, I want to primarily share with you a small portion of my rock-solid verses and passages which always anchor me in times of turmoil. First, this 
precious one God gave me just last fall, in the fall of 2020. Isaiah 33, 5 and 6. The Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high. He will fill Zion with justice and righteousness, and he will be the stability of your times, abundance of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is Zion's treasure. Then Isaiah 26, 3 has long been a dear verse to me. You will keep in perfect peace he or she whose mind is stayed on you because he or she is trusting in you. Then Psalm 62, 5 through 8. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress, I shall not be shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory, my mighty rock, my refuge is God. Trust in him at all times, O people, pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. And then there is Habakkuk 3, 17 to 19. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places. And this, Matthew six twenty-five to 34. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds, him, feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. 
And again, therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient is the day, sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And another favorite of which the last verse is well known, but I love the whole context. 1 John 4, 14 to 18. We have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and believe the love God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. Whoever fears has not been perfected in love. And this one, which both comforts and challenges and directs as we seek to live our lives consistently for God. He has shown you, O man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you, but to do justice and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. That's Micah 6, 8. And a favorite, as I close out this portion of the podcast, a favorite one that I like to share in various ways. John 1, 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And thousands upon thousands more, so may this taste of the truth of the Bible make you long to know and remember it more. And I trust this short meditation on how to live in these days has encouraged you somehow to center on the truth of God and tuck deep into his love and sovereignty. May you thus consider this time well spent. For more from me, my journey with mental illness, my current series on vulnerability, and many other things about which I have written over the years, visit my website, abigailolliman.com. That's Abigail, A-B-I-G-A-I-L, Alleman, A-L-L-E-M-A-N.com. There are a couple of free eBooks that I think will bless you as you live your life. You can also find me on Instagram at abigail.alleman. I would like to leave you with two things, a quote from an author and one last Bible passage. This quote is from Francis Schaeffer in his book, No Little People. The, center pro- the central problem of our age is not liberalism or modernism, nor the Roman Catholicism or the new Roman Catholicism, nor the threat of communism, nor even the threat of rationalism and the monolithic consensus which surrounds us. All these are dangerous, but they are not the primary threat. The real problem is this, the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, individually, corporately, tending to do the Lord's work in the power of the flesh rather than the spirit. The central problem is always in the midst of the people of God, not in the circumstances surrounding them. 
I'll read that last sentence again. The central problem is always in the midst of the people of God, not in the circumstances surrounding them. And this reminder in the message from Ephesians 1, 20 to 23, all this energy issues from Christ. God raised him from death and set him on a throne in deep heaven in charge of running the universe, everything from galaxies to governments, no name and no power exempt from his rule, and not just for the time being, but forever. He is in charge of it all, has the final word on everything. At the center of all this, Christ rules the church. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts, by which he fills everything with his presence. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts, by which he fills everything with his presence. Oh, rise up, dear friends, and set your eyes upon God and seek his will through drawing near to him, to his heart. For we are his heart, his hands and feet in this world. Oh, how I would just love to meet you right here next time.